You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com tech. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Well, hello, hello, my lovelies. Welcome to another episode of Ginger RD. I am your host, Trisha Stewart-Mann, and I have a very cool guest. I would say this person is a model libertarian. Julie, I was dying to say that. <laughs> that was my dad joke. Um, Julia Geyer, yeah, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Yes. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is a co-host of Liberty Explained on the We Are Libertarians Network, which Ginger Arkey is on as well. So you're going to want to go over there and check out some episodes. Uh, she is a libertarian, obviously. She is a professional model and actress. And she, I don't know, do you work for Binance? Oh, no, I don't work for Binance. Okay, but I know that you're a crypto fan. Yeah, I just yeah. trade on Binance a lot. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. but. Um, being one of the four female libertarians, I think <laughs> in the entire world, yes. I drive, I'm trying to have all of them on. Um, <laughs> well, thank you so much for having me. I'm really happy to be here. Um, so Julia, hmm. I, I want to start at the beginning. Julia was born where and when, and you don't have okay. to give away your age if you don't want to. Oh, I don't mind. I love to talk about my age. <laughs> okay. I lie. <laughs> <laughs> I was born in New Jersey um, in 1984, so I'm 37, and I grew up like an hour outside of New York City on the like on like the Jersey Shore area. Okay, uh, do you mm-hmm. remember those type of guys that were in that uh, reality show? <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> um, oh yeah! So, like, growing up, was your family political at all? Did you ever consider politics? Yes, my family was political. Um, my parents were divorced and my mom's family was all Republican. Uh, and my grandma on my mom's side, she was very vocal politically and growing up, you know, politics were very often the topic of like dinner conversations at like a Christmas dinner or family dinner or like a, like a Thanksgiving, um, family dinner with like all my aunts and uncles, I have a lot of aunts and uncles. So, and cousins. So it was very political. My grandma was very, very, very outspoken about it, which I loved because other, in other areas of her life, she was very um, passive, I would say, but politically she was very opinionated. So I really enjoyed that. And then on my father's side, um, my dad's whole family are libertarians. So 
I um, also on that side of the family, they were like crusading libertarians. <laughs> so <laughs> wait, please I, explain that. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, like anyone they could get in front of that, like wasn't a libertarian. They loved arguing about politics. So they were libertarians basically. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. I was super combative, like, <laughs> like really, really like crusading. So um, that was a big part of my life, like for two political parties, two different ones. Um, yeah, it, it wasn't like super, um, super prevalent, but it was definitely there mm-hmm. on like the important occasions of my family, like dinners, like dinners, Christmas, Thanksgiving holidays, there were always politics discussed. Yeah. I, I grew up similarly, a very, um, conservative Republican household, but politics were a huge part of it and had the aunts and uncles, which we all got together quite often for celebrations. Mm-hmm. And it was oh. you know, a big part of how I learned and how I became interested in politics. That's so nice. I so, love that. Yeah. I, I love it too. Like at first, you know, um, when I was starting to doubt what I actually believed, I began to think that, oh gosh, these people are so politically charged and it's so annoying. But at the same yeah. time, I think I really learned a lot, you know, mm-hmm. that I, I wouldn't have not. Way. Yeah. I feel the same way when I was a teenager. I remember like when I was just in my phase of like wanting to like party and be social, like it really bothered me, like how heated the political arguments would get. I was just like, oh my God, like this sucks. But now like I'm doing the same thing. (laughs) So then like growing up, I know Jersey's a little different and you can go to my more like suburbs and things like that, but I do know it's a lot more blue and liberal. Oh, very blue. Yeah. So did you feel a little bit out of place, like as a teenager or, you know what I mean? Because I do remember even here in Ohio, like, you know, that wasn't cool. You know, I didn't actually. So the area that I grew up in, in New Jersey, um, oops, I'm sorry. There's something beeping in. What is this? Oh, okay. I'm sorry about that. That's New Jersey. They're watching I'm you. So sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't, like, no, just say, yeah, say hi to my fed for me. Um, <laughs> um, sorry. What did you ask me? I'm so sorry. So like, you know, growing up, especially in maybe more of a blue state. Oh, right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, um, well, you know, it's interesting. Um, when I, my entire life until literally like a couple of years ago, the only time I talked about politics was within my family. Because my state is blue and also like, I was like a party girl. Like I wasn't like, (laughs) I was just like always partying, always like traveling, going to clubs, like going out shopping. Like I was like a girly girl and like my friends, we just didn't talk about politics. Although I was very politically opinionated and very politically inclined. I did not have that crowd around me at all. So Mm -hmm. it was never a topic of discussion for me. And also I always, I always believed in libertarianism. I never was a Republican. And I always thought that, you know, uh, the Republican side of my family, I didn't agree with them. So even furthermore, I wouldn't talk about my libertarian points of view with my Republican family. And, and I just didn't have Chris, Chris Spangle. He always calls me like a closeted libertarian because (laughs) I was closeted for like my whole life. I didn't have anyone to talk to about it except for my family. You know, it's a libertarian in New Jersey. It's very rare. 
that is actually really unique because what I find is most people either, you know, come from the left or the right. My husband was very liberal. Now, you know, obviously he's a libertarian anarchist like myself, and I was yeah. very right. But it's rare that somebody actually grows up in a libertarian libertarian family and stays in the closet because most libertarians want to wear like a billboard, a sandwich board sign that says, ask me any question. I'm a libertarian. I know. Well, <laughs> you know, I just like didn't get there until really literally until lockdown. That's when I contacted Chris and I was like, cause you know what happened? Like I've always had such a, um, such a, a real, a real like lifetime education on like what is libertarianism. And like, I was raised on the principles of it and lectured constantly on it. So like, <laughs> I was kind of like indoctrinated into it, which I have questioned and I still believe in it, but, um, you know, when I saw a lockdown happening, I was like, oh my God, this, I, I have to talk about this now mm -hmm. because, you know, obviously politically what's been going on in our country has always bothered me, but lockdown was so extreme. And especially for me, because I was in New Jersey and I was living in New York city for 10 years. And then I was in Jersey and my whole business and my whole professional life was based in New York. So I lost everything. Yeah. And then I saw like, I saw the tyranny coming and I was like, Oh my God, like I got to talk about this now. I couldn't stay quiet anymore. So, you know, I, uh, I sort of have like two different, <laughs> I don't know how to say it. Like most of my friends and family, no, like most of my friends, I should say friends and acquaintances, they're not politically inclined. Mm -hmm. My family is. And then I have like, like you guys now, like, <laughs> and they're also like one of us. Active. She's yeah. one of us. <laughs> I, I am now. And like, also my Instagram, I became very political, obviously during lockdown too. And I've attracted a lot of politically inclined people. So like my Instagram and we are libertarians are like my little political outlets. But other than that, I really don't, I don't have it because the people in my life, you know, I mean, more people now are like, Hey, I, 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 I like libertarianism. I like what you're posting on Instagram. And it was interesting for me actually, because, um, when I started posting about like libertarian stuff on my Instagram, I had like 45,000 followers and then, um, I lost half of them <laughs> like right <No>. away, <laughs> which was fine. I'm like, okay, just weeding out the weak ones. That's okay. <laughs> um, but I've had so many people, strangers and people that I know, tell me, message me, like DM me privately saying like, hey, like when Joe Jorgensen was running, like she, they were like, hey, I just want to let you know because of all your posts and stuff, like I voted libertarianism. Thanks so much. And I'm like, really? Yeah. Wow. That's so cool. Like, that is cool. But, you know, it can be that one thing where they knew you just from, you know, modeling and acting or, right. or you know, uh, somebody that's a social media profile yeah. too. And then they're just... Put, you put something in front of their face that they never even thought of. Exactly. And then they can just go down that road. Yeah. It's, it was nice actually. Cause I, I, I kind of was like, at first when I lost all those followers, I was like, shit, like this is serious. <laughs> but then it was really rewarding to hear that because, you know, it's the first time in my life I've been publicly vocal about my views and I've gotten so much support and that was really surprising and really cool. So me talking about this stuff has been a sort of like process, yeah. a weird adventure. <laughs> um, 
And then I, I suppose like the further you get into it, and if you keep doing podcasting and things like that, maybe mm-hmm. become more of a libertarian personality, you might get kickback. You might not. I don't know. Um, like as far as, so as far as your modeling career, um, mm-hmm. so what made you go into that? And obviously we kind of did touch on, do they cross paths or not, you know, as far as uh, libertarianism, but initially did you just, is that something you wanted to do or did you fall into it? I, I really fell into it. Um, I was, I was actually like, when I was like 20, I was a makeup artist for a photographer and I was doing all his, cause I went to um, college for art. I'm an artist. Mm-hmm. Um, so everything that's creative, like I'm, I'm just really good at it. It's like my gift, you know? So it, it's easy for me to do stuff like that. So I knew this photographer, um, and I needed money and he was like, I need makeup person. I was like, I can do it. I can do that. So I started doing makeup for all his shoots and I'm really good at doing makeup. I, I really enjoy it. So uh, like I said, like I'm such a girly girl, like I love products and like doing my friends makeup and all that stuff and hair and everything. So yes, I relate. <laughs> yeah. You know yeah. So um, I was doing makeup for this photographer for a couple months. And then one day he was like, why don't we shoot you? I think you would be really photogenic. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I, I didn't really understand that. I was like, quote unquote pretty at that point like um but I was like all right whatever like I was open to it so we did it and like I was like oh my god that's me like I couldn't believe it was me and so he he told me he's like mail these in it was so long ago like I had to mail paper images of myself <laughs> into, like agencies fax them <laughs> yeah literally like I had to, like print them out and stamp them <clears throat> And, um, so he told me how to mail them in. He told me a couple agencies in New York and I got picked up right away. Um, and then I just, I don't know, it just happened. Then I was working for so long and you know what, for like the first three years that I was working, I like thought it was a joke. Like I was like not taking it seriously. Like I was just like, I, I couldn't believe I was doing that. It was so weird to me. Um, and then like suddenly after like a couple of years, like I remember suddenly one day <laughs> I was like walking in the city in New York and I was like, maybe I should take this seriously and really try, you know? And then I was like, yeah. okay, I'm going to do that. And I remember deciding that. And then I really started, like, I started focusing, like getting really in good shape and like taking my casting seriously and getting better photos and like really trying. And then I really started making money and I was like, all right, I'm a model now, you know, mm-hmm. and it was, a, that was also a, a process. <laughs> so you kind of went from like, I just, this is great. I get to work right now. How fun to, oh my gosh, this is my business and career. You know exactly. what I mean? Yeah. That's, exa- that's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, um, you might be affected with what a lot of people have. I think maybe a little bit of imposter syndrome back then. It's, yeah, I was. Yeah. It's it's really difficult, like, especially if you get a complimented um, from somebody, you know, online that might watch you or things like that. And you're like, but you're talking to me and this is just me. Like, you know, <laughs> okay. I always feel like, yeah. that. I always feel like that. Like, I'm like, it's just me. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, I don't know. I'm, I'm like a pretty like down to earth, like simple person, really. You know, I, I, I don't. I don't, um, I mean, I have good self-esteem, but I don't think I'm like super like important. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I'm just like, I'm a person, whatever. Yeah. I think there's a healthy balance. I mean, obviously you have confidence, you know what I mean? Because you need that. Oh, yes. But but, yeah, I I think I'm like overly confident sometimes, but on the flip side, I'm also like, who cares? It's just me. Like, I don't know. Yeah. You know? (laughs) 
so in that vein, um, something I wanted to talk to a little bit about, and I think there might be an overlap in your mm-hmm. career and libertarianism and that type of oh. uh, being a career or, and that's for women in the movement. And I ask this um, of uh, mm. some other libertarian women that I've interviewed before. So do you, do you feel that you get treated um, more poorly, better as a woman? Do you, do you get a lot of the creep factor? Is it not a factor for you? Like as a libertarian, you mean? Yeah. Um, I actually think, well, I think there's two very different scenarios that happened to me. Oh, do share. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You'll find this interesting. So, okay. So like, uh, I'm going to speak on behalf of like what goes on on Instagram because that's where like the majority of my libertarianism interaction is going on. Um, people are extremely respectful of me, especially men. I I feel like I can't believe how respectful they are of me (laughs) because when, like, I think like, I just don't know what it is, but I don't get dick pics. I don't get solicitations these men and women just send me the nicest, most respectful messages. And it's really wonderful. I, I, I feel really lucky. You know, I think part of that, you know, sometimes what you put out there and I'm never a victim blamer, I'm saying whatever you put out there can come back to you probably put out an era of professionalism, but you also are part of the, we are libertarians uh, network. Yeah. Yeah. And I have to say, I used to do a show myself and have been in the Liberty and I happen to be a libertarian anarchist community, Mm -hmm. just small. And it can be, fierce and people yes. can be horrible. And I yes. noticed wall listeners are actually the, the best listeners in the world. They're a little bit of a different cross-section of libertarianism. Mm. And I find them to be more people that just kind of live their lives and might be interested in politics and how it affects their lives, but they're not obsessed yeah. with it. I agree with you actually. And I feel like the, the wall network is um, very, very inclusive and accepting of like the wide range of of beliefs that libertarians can hold. Yes, absolutely. Um, I love that so much. I love, I, I, I celebrate that in my soul because I'm like, it's so beautiful to me and it's it, such it, a it healthy is, environment. It's unique too. Um, I know a lot yes. of other, and there's some great networks and great, you know, I have a lot of heroes out there that <clears throat> are libertarian figures, writers, you know, things like that. But I, I have to say a lot of them are this like there's one type of person. And if you Narrow. don't fit in there, you're out, which is so ironic considering libertarianism is, you know, don't hurt each other. Don't, I know, you know, and then just leave each other alone. <laughs> but um, I yeah. guess there's always voluntary association. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, just don't, I'm just going to tell you, do you consider yourself a minarchist? Or, or um, do you lean anarchist or? I definitely lean anarchist for sure. I mean, like in my heart and soul. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But then it's like, I debate people a lot about this because that's like people's, I don't know why, but somehow, you know, once in a while I'll post about anarchy and it really fires people up and they love to argue about it. You know this. (laughs) (laughs) Like libertarianism is so non-triggering. I can tell anyone I'm a libertarian and they're like, oh, what is that? What or a Republican like, to be like, I think I'm that too. Exactly. All the <laughs> yeah. time, all the time, uh, which I love. I'm like, yes, you yeah. are, sweetie pie. <laughs> but when I talk about anarchy, people get really emotional. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so that comes up actually for some reason talking about anarchy comes up a lot in my like one-on-one in-person conversations about politics a lot. And people love to argue with me about it. And I love arguing about it too. So does it, it does it like start with the roads or does it go down those really deep, dark paths? <laughs> oh my God. I don't even know. It starts with everything. People get so heated about it. Like I'm like, wow, yeah. they fucking love being controlled. <laughs> it's wild. Yeah. It, well, it's a lot like, um, and I kind of made a change in my religious philosophy and faith. Um, through my life. And it was really hard for me to break down that, those walls and that cognitive dissonance for me to not believe in such an orthodox thing. And if you think about what statism really is a religion, it really is. It's practiced the same way. So it's really hard for people to let go something that they're emotionally connected to. A hundred percent. It's like asking a Muslim to, to convert to Judaism. Right. And then we get mad if after one conversation, they don't believe because we know. I know you're right. (laughs) And it's so unrealistic for us to be like, why are they thinking this? Like, of course they're thinking this, their entire belief system is based on it. Um, But I I love challenging people to question statism. That's my favorite, favorite, favorite topic. I hate the state. Um, Yeah. I definitely lean towards anarchy. Um, I actually, I lean toward it so much in my real like heart and soul that sometimes when I'm like (laughs) thinking about libertarianism or reading or speaking about it, I'm always like, am I a statist? Like, I'm like, "Ah," you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, ew. Like I take a pragmatic look. So there are some things that I just won't participate in. And then there are some things that I think are self-defense and harmless. You know what I mean? So I'm not one of those like people that jump on somebody your status, your kid goes to public school. Well, yeah, I know. I don't really think public school is great, but you know what? Sometimes that's what they have to do right now. And yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not going to help the situation by you. Like, you know, no, I agree. I'm the same way practical about it. But when we, if I really, really break down the principles, I lean hard toward anarchy. Yeah. Well, it is like the natural progression. Um, It's just Mm -hmm. really hard for a lot of people to get there. And then some people get there and become the most obnoxious people in the world. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we know a lot of people like that. I'm so happy to hear that you don't get the libertarian creepers. I I pray to God you don't get them. Oh after God, the I show. So I mean, you know what? Honestly, like I'm cool with it. <laughs> they want to come creep <laughs> on me. Like I can handle it. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I just don't. I don't get them. And I'm surprised too because some of my content, like I'm a model. I have like I'm not. My content is not super sexual, but sometimes it is a little bit. And well, like you, got, you show skin and things like that in an yeah. art form. Yeah. Right. Um, I don't know. I just don't get it. Oh, and the other thing I wanted to say about, you had asked me about, um, you know, what kind of, like how, how being a libertarian affects me as a woman. Mm-hmm. So, so that's what happens on Instagram. It's like 99.999% like positive, supportive, awesome. In my dating life, because I'm single, I'm not married. This has been extremely challenging. Yes. <laughs> Extremely challenging. Yeah. Well, it, it, you also, I don't know if you've, so I divorced and then I'm remarried now, but I was okay. dating and, you know, a single for a, a while. Okay. And Did you find this too? Uh, I found that it, it number one scared the bejesus out of them. Scared and them. Yes. All fear. Oh. And then also like, I, even if somebody said, I'll see, you, I'll try to put up with it and try to understand. <laughs> I, I'm dead serious. Like I've had men that say you're scary. Let's just be friends. Yes. I'm dead serious. So 
but then I found I didn't have much respect for them, especially the real bootlicking types. Like, 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 you know, and I, I know that, you know, some minarchists on here, but I really have a distaste for the cops. Um, it's just, and it's something I've used in activism and I'm just um, really not a big with fan. The cops. Yeah. I, I cannot can't. with the cops. So guys that would be like really defending def- un- indefensible acts by them. I would just, I couldn't, I just walk away. I know. You know? It's really hard. It's really hard because there's a couple things that happen. One, obviously there's the attraction for, for us, for me to be like, I need to be attracted to this man. And <clears throat> I mean, a lot of my attraction to someone is their mind, you know, um, I don't care if someone is perfectly aligned with me politically. I, I, I also respect their ability to choose and believe different from me. I don't want to like date myself. You know what I mean? Um, but I cannot date a bootlicker and I cannot date someone who's like a hard leftist. Like I just... We have, we see the world through completely different paradigms. And on top of it though, I have to say those men do not want to date me. Yes. They literally like, I repel them. (laughs) So, okay. Can you, you said you, okay. Talking about anything. So let's talk about a dating scenario. Give me some funny dating stories of, uh, yeah, I'm assuming you had met online or we're chatting first and politics came up. What happened? Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. So. So I technically, I have a boyfriend right now. We've been dating for a few months and I'm really happy. He's awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, But, you know, right before I met him, like I was on hinge and I have, I have to say, I'm impressed by my own profile on hinge because I have beautiful (laughs) photos and it's really nice. I'm like, wow, I look great. So I'm like, who wouldn't want to date me? So like what happens a lot is like, I would start talking to a guy. And we would be like heading it off, like talking, talking on the app. And then suddenly they would delete me. And I'm like, oh, they found my Instagram because my Instagram is connected to Hinge. And um, it happened a lot. And then also like I was dating someone like last summer and then he <laughs> broke up with me because of my political views. <laughs> couldn't believe it. I never had anyone do that in my life. And I was like, what? I have been there. Like I, I, I it, it's real. Like everybody's yeah. like, Oh, libertarian women are so lucky because you know, they're in a, a sea of all these men. Well, mm-hmm. all these men is still only a small percentage of the population. Exactly. You don't run into libertarians like ever. I think in my online dating experience of years of online dating, I've matched with two outspoken libertarians out of like probably hundreds of men that I came across their profiles. You know what yeah. I mean? No, that's so why I ended up with my husband. I mean, he lived yeah. 25 minutes away and I didn't particularly say I was a libertarian, but he saw some things in my photos, like symbols mm-hmm. and things like that. Sent me a message. He knew exactly. And I could tell it wasn't, um, I Googled it. You know, he knew what he was talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. Yeah. And I saw a picture awesome. of him and Pendulat. And then a couple other things. I'm like, oh, he is a, he is a libertarian. Yeah. Nice. To. yeah. So it happens, but yeah. also something that happens on dates sometimes is like a guy will had like, like he will had seen my Instagram been curious. He's like, Oh, she's a libertarian. Okay. Go on the date with me. And then like, ask me about it. And then, Oh my God, 
I'm particularly thinking of this one guy. I went on a date with him and he told me he was a Republican. Oh God. <laughs> then started asking me about libertarianism. I probably said like five sentences or something. And I'm, I, you know, I also think it, it, they fucking hate that. I know what I'm talking about. Oh yeah. Um, a lot of them. And then like, I don't know. I said like five or six sentences in, and then he was like, he cut me off, interrupted me. He was like, he was like, no, um, what I want to do is have, I want to confiscate all the guns in the country and, um, make the, make, make weapons illegal. And like went on to this whole rant about how guns are terrible. And then I basically like, what hell kind of a Republican is, he? I know. I was like, first of all, you're not a Republican. Second yeah. of all, you're a fucking communist dictator. Yeah. Third of all, I can't even look at you right now. And then I like basically like flip that whole philosophy upside down by like citing all these like historical references and like, you know, principle based ideas. And then he was like repelled by me, <laughs> like repulsed, which like, is hysterical because like, you're gorgeous, intelligent, successful, but like the fact you. that you actually yeah. knew something that he didn't. <laughs> exactly. And I think, uh, but really the thing is like, a lot of men feel stupid when they don't know about it. And I am knowledgeable about it and I can really hold a conversation and a, a, a debate about it. So I, it just, men are not used to that. They don't like it. Yeah. A lot of them, not right. all of them, right. a lot of them. Um, but you know, I mean, it's hard sometimes, but in a way it weeds out the men that are like, like intellectually, um, insecure. Mm-hmm. You know, so I kind of like that, but it, it has been a challenge. Well, it seems like you're winning right now. Yeah, I, I'm dating a great guy. He's so awesome. And, you know, he uh, he really likes that I'm a libertarian. He he and he's very interested in it. Oh, good. And he's like, he, he's sometimes, like you said before, he's, he'll be like, well, I think I'm a libertarian. I'm like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> my dad, are. my dad says that. And he's like a yeah. staunch neocon. <laughs> like, really? Right, right. Yeah. He'll be like, well, we need Texas for the sewers. I'm like, you went straight from the roads to the shitter. Like, oh, this is yeah. the worst. Oh, God. But, you know, yeah. he'll th- agree with a couple things, you know, when I say, you know, abolish the IRS or whatever. He's like, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, we all have, we have commonalities with everyone. That's the beautiful thing. Um, So maybe it's something I wanted to talk about before we wrap up is probably another thing that might bother some people that you might know about Mm -hmm. Um, because there happens to be like more and more controversy around cryptocurrency. Yeah. So what made you get it? Obviously you're libertarian, so it's probably something you're interested in or did it come about like a different way? Did you, were you an early adapter or? I was, I was an early adopter, not super early, but I think I bought in when it was like $9,000. Bitcoin? Yeah. Bitcoin. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just lucky. Um, But I don't remember the year because I don't know dates of anything in my life ever, but um, whenever it was $9,000, we can look it up on the chart, but um, I bought some Bitcoin when it was like nine grand. Cause I was just like, I kept thinking about it, even though I didn't understand it. Then I was like, what is this thing? You know, like, I was like, I, I like it. Like I, something, there must've been something like, I'm, I was seeing things on it. Uh, I was th- seeing things about it on like social media. And I think seeing content slowly 
planted the seed for me. There must've been something subconscious about it that I liked because I didn't understand what it was, but I bought a bunch of it. And then once I bought it, I was like, Oh my God, what did I just buy? (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) And I like panicked. and And then I like panic learned like hard. And then I started learning about it. And then during lockdown, I learned about it. Like I, I literally got so psycho. I would like wake up in the middle of the night to like check my portfolio, like for like months. Like, and then I was like, this isn't healthy. I need to stop. (laughs) I had to like draw barriers for myself or like boundaries. But, um, yeah, it was a slow progression. I think what really made me learn about it was that I invested in it. And then I was like, shit, I need to know what I'm investing in. Um, so actually I always tell people that when they're like, I feel like so many people own it now, but like a year or two ago, like a lot of people didn't sell and they'd be like, what, what should I do? And I'm like, just buy it. And then you'll care about it. You know? Yeah. I, that's probably some of the best advice. I mean, I know people that are pretty skilled and actually have worked for um, different wallet companies and, um, you know, are really into it. And for them, it makes sense more to move things and do certain, but for most people, I think if you could just buy some and forget about it, it probably is the best advice you'll get. It is the best advice. I mean, I always say like, well, the first thing I say is like, buy it and then you'll care about it and you'll learn Mm because you're invested in it. Even if I'm like, just put in whatever you can. If it's $50, if it's 500, if it's 2000, put it in. And then you'll be like, I want to learn about it now because you're invested. But I also tell people that like my thing when I buy into a crypto, which I don't own many of them, I look for a really, really strong use case like a real world use case. I don't own Doge or any bullshit like that. I want to be like, like real life. How is this going to be functioning with people in society, in banks, in our current system, but also what is this doing for the future of crypto? Because there are some coins that I'm invested in that I'm like, I really, I believe in this for the future. So I want to support that project and invest in it. Um, But yeah, I will not buy like like um like fad coins that are like people right. like, like pump and dumps. Like I don't do that ever, ever, ever. I I personally don't do that kind of stuff either. And and the cool thing, like like you said, what's the usage? What's its practicality? Yeah. Essentially, what's it going to do? And one wonderful thing about being a libertarian is if I buy um something from a libertarian or anarchist producer of whatever their value or product or service, I use crypto, and it's like I have a friend in Mexico. She doesn't get to like, it just goes, then I get my stuff, you know what I mean? And it's, yeah, I think that's a really great way to help, like, especially small business owners kind of get around a lot of things. Although I I fear, you know, crypto is becoming more and more. The regulations. Yeah. And I watch a lot of status news on purpose because I think it's good to know your enemy. I do too. And yeah. And some people are like, why are you watching that junk? It's like, no, to know what they're saying. No, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. But they're they're almost like they talk about it as if it's like a dirty thing. You know what I mean? Like, like just like it's illegal or something, which it isn't yet. But, you know, it's like I thought, okay, so this is going to be the new narrative now, you know? Uh, CBS morning show is going to like wrinkle their noses when they say crypto and Bitcoin. Yeah. Well, I feel like that's like, that's like them planting little seeds for people, turning people away from it slowly. Yes. Well, they, they, they believe that's their job. I don't know if you saw, I can't remember. I can't believe it was MSNBC. It was like a round table. I can't remember the show, uh-huh. but the one woman is explaining, she goes, and you know, they want to control the narrative, but that's our job. Oh my God. <laughs> 
And I, I thought can't. that's the most oddest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> a the mainstream news source. Said. Yes. That, isn't that nuts? <laughs> but okay, Julia, I want to do this again because I have some other fun. I want to do fun dating stories sometimes. Because oh, okay. I have a lot <laughs> fun, of those. Fun dating stories of libertarian women. <laughs> oh my God. So, we, should, we should do a like a libertarian dating podcast. <laughs> oh my God. Hold on. I'm going to pitch that to Chris after this. Oh uh, my God. That would be <laughs> just, so funny. just like a series, like a, like a short series of them. We should just do story time, libertarian dating. You hear, you heard that here, people. Ginger Archie <laughs> listeners and we're Libertarians Network listeners, get ready because it's coming. We all have that. Yes. Oh my we god, that all would have be fun. Stories. Yeah, we could just have like a slew of guests. Anyways, I'm going off. Um, okay. Where can people? Obviously, you do the show with Chris on the We Are Libertarians Network. Where mm-hmm. can people find you? Your socials. You know, what can they do to support you? Well, thanks so much for asking. Um, mostly just Instagram. I'm not crazy about multiple social media outlets, so I really narrow it down to Instagram. I do have Facebook, but I go on it like twice a year, so don't use that. Um, my Instagram handle is Julia Geyer NYC. And uh, yeah, you can always DM me. I get all my DMs. I answer all of them. I love to talk to people and connect with them on Instagram. And um, yeah. If you know, anyone can find me there, DM me anytime. Like I really do get all my messages. I check them all the time. So I love to talk to, I love to make friends on, on Instagram. I've made some really cool friends on Instagram. It's really cool. Um, I, I love Instagram actually as far, I, I don't love meta, but as far as the metasphere, yeah. I think, um, cause I do some digital media for other companies and for some okay. stuff. Cool. And I found lately it, it actually, it's become a lot better than Facebook. Which I think they're, oh, yeah. they're they're putting more of their resources in there. And you can reach a pretty decent demographic. It's not like all kids and it's not all boomers. Yeah, know? I agree. It's mixed. Yeah. <clears throat> so, okay. Well, thank you so much, Julia. I'm going oh, to uh, thank you. text you and we're going to make notes for the dating show that we're about to pitch. Okay, to the network boss. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so, I love that. Yes. So I will end this show as I always end every episode. I wish you peace, grace, love, and fuck the state.